This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you shop at a Walmart Vision Center, you get it. You know that you'll spend a little less on stylish glasses for the whole family. Welcome to the Vision Center. Let me know if you need help finding the perfect frame. Hey mom, you were right. These glasses are cool. Hun, they take our insurance. That means Papa's getting a new pair, too. Whoa, glasses start at just $39. Next stop, groceries. So you can get a little more of what you need. Find a vision center near you. Save money, live better. Walmart. Good afternoon. Uh, this is Emilio Dinello um, presenting College Talk full time. I'm here outside Craven Cottage reflecting on Fulham's convincing 2-0 win against um, a very poor Everton team. And I have with me Craig Cobin, who was also at the game. Craig, welcome back to College Talk. Thank you, Emilio. Happy to be back. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have you back on the show where we've actually, well, I think we comfortably 1-2-0 today. We're were Fulham that good? Were Everton poor? What were your thoughts? What you saw today at Craven Cottage? We looked very solid going forward. We were pretty solid in the back, other than a few wonky moments in the in the first half, in the beginning of the first half. I thought we deserved the win. I am surprised, though, that this is an Everton team that had beaten mm. Arsenal and Chelsea uh, just very recently because they looked pretty poor and they were overrun in the midfield. Absolutely. That's a good summary. I thought, I think, first half... You know, we, 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 we did control the game, but before we talk about some moments of the game, your, your thoughts on the lineup when we saw that? You know, there's been a lot of speculation on social media about giving the young players a chance to play football. You know, we don't play the loan signings. What were your thoughts on that lineup? Because there were some, maybe some, some players like Fosu you know, Mensa. Should he have started today? Well, I think Scott Parker put out a lineup that was designed to win the game. Um, we've always had a problem on the right back, whether it's Christy or Fosu Mensa. Um, it's been pretty inconsistent over there. But basically, that was a that was a first team lineup. It wasn't giving the chance to some of the academy players because I think I think Parker wanted to get a win, and mm. I think we had dropped a lot, so many games after losing nine on the trot. We needed to win. Mm. And that's a key point, I think, from his perspective. He's still trying to secure the job 
full time. You know, at the end of the day, the Leicester game and uh, that we lost poorly in the second half, and also against Watford, I thought were his opportunities to stake his claim to uh, to get the manager's role. And I thought he failed quite miserably in those things. Am I being harsh, or do you think that's quite fair? Well, well you may be being harsh, but because he, <laughs> Scott Parker has inherited a fairly difficult situation. Mm. But I, I don't think you burnish your CV if you lose mm. every single game you manage. So it was important for us to get points on the board. Mm. We looked. I think relatively comfortable in winning this mm. match. It, we weren't lucky. We didn't ride our luck through it. Um, and so it's important to notch up a 2-0 victory. Yeah, and I thought first half you know, we were dominant. You know, I thought we were, it's unlucky that we weren't at least a goal or two up. You know, Mitrovic had a great save from Pickford, and he also hit the bar. You know, are there other moments that you want to reflect on that first half? No, I think, I think you summed up the, the key moments of the first half. What I would also say is there were a couple of moments of madness at the very beginning when we were passing the ball in the back. And it shows that we don't have the defensive players really to play out from the back the way we did last season in the championship. Yeah, exactly. I think that's good. Well, good summary. So again, we went into half time, goalless. But talk about you know one minute after the, after the restart of the game, you know we came out on fire and Tom scored his first Premier League goal. No, that was a, it was a well worked goal uh, from open play. Ryan Babel opened them up, perfect pass and perfect finish by by Kearney. But we had already started to exploit mm. that left side. I thought Babel had a fantastic game. I agree. Really troubled them. I agree. I thought him and Berbatov were up there with men of the match. Berbatov doesn't play for Fulham <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I've said that twice today, so if I'm doing a Russ Goldman here today, but we were talking about uh, Berbatov with the, with the fellow supporters around me at the club. But, uh, but Mitrovic had a fantastic game as well. M- Mitrovic had a fantastic game. He looked really strong, as did Ang- Anguissa. I thought that was the best I've seen Anguissa play this season. And he's, you know, I've been raving about him the last few weeks. I think since he came back from his injury, he's got stronger and stronger and, and starting to dominate midfield. His passing is very intricate, delicate, and a quick pass. Second half, maybe a little bit quieter, but overall, I thought he'd, he'd dominate that midfield today. No, and I think you're right. I think here, we, we played again at 4-2-3-1, so he had Chambers beside him, and he seems very comfortable in that sort of arrangement. I do think he's a class player. Whether he was worth £30 million, I'm not sure. But it is a bit of a shame that we hadn't really seen the best of him until now. And then I just want to reflect also on Ken, and just Kenny's goal, just the sheer relief, the joy there, the celebration. What went through your mind when Tom scored that goal? Well, <laughs> what went through my mind? Uh, is, is, is Tom going to stay next season is what went through my mind. Uh, but look, Kearney is not a youngster. He's 28 years old. Um, it, it is, it, he has struggled all season. Um, I think the pace of the league has caught him out a little bit, and the intensity of the league. But that was a that was a very very classy finish. Absolutely. And if we look at the second goal as well, so what a great second goal there, the movement there from Babel, the touch from Babel. And so talk through that what you sure. saw there. You obviously haven't seen the replays on social media, but what did you see? Well, first of all, I think it was a great <laughs> hold up and pass by by Mitrovic to mm. to free up Babel, and then Babel turned on the, uh, the the engines and was able to basically to outrun the Everton defence and, and the finish was it was extremely cool against Jordan Pickford who's a world class goalkeeper. Mm. So great setup by Mitrovic, great finish by uh, by Babel. Yeah, and I thought that was been a sort of bright spark, and you know, as one of the loan signings this season. Since I think Christmas. he has four goals and three assists oh, since, yeah. since he joined us. So he's actually been a really good <laughs> signing. People thought he was over the hill, but he still has a few years left. You know, do we think he's uh, a type of player we should be thinking about for the championship? Can we afford him at the championship level? Is he the right fit for the championship team? Uh, I don't know because I don't know what his wages are, but he certainly has added a, a touch of class. As we saw last season when we brought in Mitrovic halfway through, if you have a, if you have a strong striker, it makes an enormous difference in the championship. Mm. 
And I think I think this is a key thing in the yeah. championship. As long as you score more than you can see, that's acceptable. And you know, what are your thoughts? Can, do you think we can entice Mitrovic to stay with the club? Is he the sort of player that we need to keep? If we could keep Mitrovic, I think he is ideal for the championship. He's a, almost a classic number mm-hmm. nine. The question is whether the likes of West Ham or some of the mid to lower uh, tiered premiership clubs are going to buy him. Okay, there's a couple of things I want to sort of talk about. So obviously, we've, we've obviously we closed the game out. There's obviously a few injuries there, so hopefully there's no you know Fosamenza got taken off. Yeah. Like a, that's, that's last we'll see of him at Craven Cottage. Um, we, there's a couple of other knocks we may see that may affect the starting lineup next week against Bournemouth. But Brian Sesson, what were your thoughts of him today? Seemed very quiet, looked a little bit lost at times. So just want... Yeah, no, I think Sesson did struggle in the game. He was probably the most disappointing performer mm. that we had. Uh, he was dispossessed a few times mm. and wasn't really able to free himself up. And so, Joe Rico, <laughs> how would you sum up his game? He didn't have much to do in a, from a goalkeeping, pure goalkeeping perspective, but his, his handling was, was simply atrocious today, don't you think? I think he was flappable. Um, <laughs> he, you know, I mean, in the Hammersmith end, we were singing, he caught the ball when he actually, you know, caught very simple balls. I mean, he was punching the ball when he had no need to punch it, when it was mm. actually fairly easy to catch it. Mm. He seemed to be scared of having a defender run into mm. him. And having the eight minutes added time, minimum of added eight minutes, then you had injuries within added time. That must have been, effectively, we saw three halves today, didn't we? You it know, it did. Just, it, the game mean, just limped to it. It would have been suspensive if the game had mattered more. But, <laughs> but with us uh, already relegated and with Everton um, you know, pretty much confirmed where they are going to be finishing mid-table, uh, there wasn't a lot of stake, but it was strange to see oh. eight minutes added on. I can't remember the last no. time I saw eight minutes added on at the cottage. Exactly. And, and the other thing I wanted to focus on was the psychological element here, because obviously we, we have been relegated. We, in effect, had nothing to lose today. And, and very full of me that we actually come out and actually showed, produced one of my best performances of the season. Yeah, well, and we showed a lot of poise, too, maybe because mm. the pressure wasn't on. So... Um, other than the early minutes, I thought the defence mm. seemed relatively assured. Mm. I thought uh, in the midfield we seemed comfortable on the ball. Um, you know, these are these are traits we haven't seen all season. Mm. And again, I think the keeping the clean sheet—that's the first clean sheet since the Huddersfield game, I recall, at the end of end of December. So that's that's a bonus for Scott Parker and his campaign yeah. to uh, to secure the job long term. But overall, I thought we we did dominate the game. Off Everton, disappointingly for their fans, offered pretty much very little. Actually, quite. That's what Fulham have been like on the on the road all season. So to actually see uh, an opposing team come to the cottage and effectively be outplayed and offers very little up front is. Uh, I, I was shocked how poor the mm. midfield was for for Everton. I thought uh, both Gomez and Gay were overrun. Mm. People were linking Gay with mm. with Manchester United, and he didn't show no. anything today. Sigurdsson had a poor game as well, other than the pass to Calvert Lewin. Uh, Calvert-Lewin missed a golden That's chance right, yes. in the second half when he, d- he dinked the ball over Rico and it hit the post. Other than that, they showed us nothing. Okay, and that's, so we've obviously got the, we've got the three points. We've obviously got Bournemouth away next week. Looking forward to going to the beach next week to watch us. <laughs> and can we get our, secure our first away win of the season? Surely it's a great opportunity. I know they've just beaten Brighton 5-0 away today, but they're very inconsistent as well. Bournemouth. They, Bournemouth are a hugely inconsistent team. Um, and we'll have to see what kind of lineup uh, Scott Parker puts out there. But mm. if, based on today's performance, I think we, mm. we ought to feel a lot more confident. Mm, great. And man of the match for you, Craig, today? Has to be Babel.
Bad work. Okay, I, th- I don't disagree with you. Though. I think I was because Mitrovic worked hard. Maybe maybe should was unfortunate not to sc- go on the scoring sheet. But I thought Babel just caused their defence a host of problems throughout the game. He scored a, a very good finish. I also think commend him for not celebrating in front of the Everton fans because he got a lot of abuse in the first half when he took a corner. And uh, the obvious thing was for him to go and celebrate. But he kept his head, kept calm, and celebrated in front of the Fulham fans. Else, do you want to, anything else? I've no, today? listen. It was a it was a yeah. great game, but uh, unfortunately, we're, we're we're condemned to relegation. I just hope that uh, we can see some of the players that we expect to stay with us next season. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, um, these games are a little bit for naught. Lovely. All right, Craig. Well, it's great to have you back on College Talk. Thanks for sharing your initial thoughts of today's much needed two 0 victory. I know it's, it's meaningless in the grand scheme of things. This. So, um, so thanks for joining. Hope we'll do a College Talk, you know, lo- you know, full proper extensive show on on this game. So uh, fans do listen out for that. So thanks, Craig, for joining, and ho- go home celebrating a, a much needed victory today. So thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to College Talk full time. This is Emilio Danello with Craig Coben outside Craven Cottage this afternoon. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.